Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What do the numbers mean? What never changes? Who never asked for what? These are questions you may ask while gaming. Don't worry, we got the answers. Xbox finally addressed the recent flurry of rumors that the gaming giant would be releasing Xbox exclusive titles on other consoles in the most long-winded, least efficient format possible, a podcast. In the 22-minute episode, Xbox head Phil Spencer confirmed that they'd be de-exclusivizing four currently unnamed titles, but explicitly denied that either Starfield or Indiana Jones in the Great Circle would be among them. I great circles, Chuck. I great them. We do know that all of the games are over a year old, they're mostly smaller titles, and at least a few of them are what Sir Philip Spencer characterized as community-driven games that have reached their full potential on Xbox and PC. So calm down, Xbox fans. PS5 and Switch are just getting the toys you don't play with anymore. This has, however, cued players to search social media for hints that games matching Spencer's description, like Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush, might soon be arriving on new platforms. The one title the Xbox team did drop some news about is Diablo 4, which will be the first Activision Blizzard title to join Xbox Game Pass on March 28th, followed by, presumably, a blizzard of other titles. No, I won't apologize. This information was delivered quite early on in the podcast, with a remainder consisting of vague corporate speak about how growth is important for a business, double-digit synergy in Q4, blah, blah, blah. But what's clearer than ever is that Xbox is thinking about Xbox as a platform first and foremost, evidenced by the promise that Game Pass would only ever be available on Xbox, which must mean the Xbox app, since last I checked, these were not Xboxes. They're thinking outside the Xbox. But fans of cubish consoles have something to look forward to. The Xbox team did tease some new hardware announcements coming later this year. Xbox handheld anyone? Uh, here's hoping they don't announce it through a 20 minute meeting that could have been a tweet. Sony has said that no new major existing franchise titles will be released for the PS5 between April 2024 and March 2025. They must have felt it was only fair to disappoint PlayStation fans after Xbox spent like a week enraging theirs. In further bad news, Sony lowered its PS5 sales expectations for the year after the console didn't meet revenue estimates last quarter. And that announcement led to the company's largest share drop in two years. Senior Vice President Naomi Matsuoka said the PS5 will enter the latter stage of its life cycle already, which sadly doesn't seem to involve emerging from a chrysalis with the power of a flight. <laughs> but this also doesn't mean the console's dead yet. While no major existing franchise titles are incoming, rumors state a new Astrobot game is slated for later this year, and at least one major title, Death Stranding 2, to death to stranding, will be released on the console next year, just after March 2025, based on Sony's own report. Having said that, this may point to the eventual release of the PlayStation 6, especially since Nintendo and Microsoft are both expected to release new hardware in time for this holiday season. Not for the sales opportunity, but to appease Santa, a man capable of delivering presents to everyone in the world while efficiently consuming and using billions of calories worth of 
cookies and milk, and don't forget Coca-Cola. Woe to those who can't keep Santa holly jolly. Blooper team CEO Piotr Babiino, that was a blooper, hey, has, babe. has spoken out about their controversial combat trailer for the studio's upcoming remake of Silent Hill 2. He hates it too. In fact, the CEO may have been too forthcoming about last month's state of play reveal since the original interview is no longer available. Fortunately for us, Eurogamer managed to transcribe some key points. In response to the negative comments received by the trailer, Babiano joked that he wrote them himself before taking the interview a bit more seriously. And by taking it more seriously, I mean, he very seriously threw Konami under the bus stating Blooper is not responsible for the marketing side. Konami is. Babiano went as far as to state that what was shown in the trailer is not representative of either version of Silent Hill 2, saying it is not the spirit of either what it used to be or what we are creating now. A diss against Konami that can only come from a real Silent Hill fan. Or a Metal Gear Solid fan, or a Castlevania fan, or... Now it's time for the quick bits, brought to you by Dbrand and the new X-Ray skins are actually so cool. Dbrand's adhesive-backed vinyl skins are easy to install and remove with no adhesive residue. I hate residue. Uh, so they're low commitment, the best kind of commitment. Do you the, have a wife? These, uh, not for long, these aren't stock images or stolen assets. Dbrand literally hauled a bunch of devices to a science lab and got scientists to use real science machines to create authentic scans, then faithfully reproduce those scans on high quality prints. X-ray comes in both light and dark mode variants. We know which one's right, but for you, for just you, in over a limited time, Dbrand is offering the two for the price of one. And if you want to make that deal even sweeter, just head on over to mybossesveryshort.com and enter the code GAMELINK to get 10% off your entire purchase. And yes, I am substantially taller than Linus, despite what Reddit says. I remember my first quick bit. June 10th, 1994, I killed my parents and my pop-pop and gam-gam. I've been hunting it down ever since. Getting closer every episode. One day, I will avenge gam-gam! And the other people. A competitive multiplayer fighting title set in the Avatar The Last Airbender universe, the better of the Avatar universes, was announced by gaming company Maximum Entertainment. Oh, and it's... It's a it, threat. It's a threat. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never heard of them, they do have some experience in their genre. Their in-development 2v2 fighting game Diesel Legacy, The Brazen Age, just had its second playtest last month. They also own the studio behind th Them's Fightin' Her... <laughs> this is Them's Fightin' Herds? Yeah. What the f is this? The fighting game for bronies. That's not a joke. Not much is known about the Avatar game, except that it will launch in early access next year, like everything good. Somehow, not even a game with the Avatar license can fund itself. Crystal Dynamics has unveiled the unified look of Lara Croft, combining the classic design with a more recent reboot design. This is the very first time we've seen this look, if you don't count the Call of Duty skin or the Magic the Gathering card. Speaking of Lara Crofts we've already seen, Tomb Raider 1 to 3 Remastered released yesterday. Less than 12 hours later, someone released a nude mod before the Earth could complete a single rotation unmarred by the sin of man. <laughs> How can you program so fast with one hand? Is it possible to learn this power? Skull and Bones is set to release tomorrow after 11 years of development. While some outlets have released some positive early impressions, complimenting things like the story and the black market mechanics, some outlets can't believe that a game that took over a decade barely lets you leave your ship. While there are some walkable hubs, you can't fight anybody. Even boarding an enemy ship is just a cutscene featuring text saying, boarding complete. But it doesn't even show said boarding. Man, I can't wait for Sea of Thieves multi-platform release. 
Star Wars The Old Republic is receiving a new update, as revealed in a live stream hosted by Broadsword, who took over from Bioware. The new update will allow players to build a stronghold in Chiss space and adds a new feature to make room for Kiss space. That's Ooh. right. Schwarter is getting dedicated date night scenes for some romanceable characters so you can spend quality time with a virtual loved one without all the baggage of having to save the galaxy. You can just hold hands, maybe blow up a planet. Romantic stuff. Hell yeah. Valve has officially denied the authenticity of a surprisingly polished website with pictures and specs for a new VR headset called the Valve Prism. Though on closer inspection, the lowercase l in Valve's name turns out to be an uppercase i. And that's how they get you. Vive! <laughs> the Prism spec sheet claims a ludicrous 32 gigabytes of onboard RAM, a higher per eye resolution than the Vision Pro, and both IR-based eye tracking and 50-point lips, jaw, teeth, and tongue tracking. <laughs> The fake site's inspiration <laughs> seems to come from December's Midwest Fur Fest, where someone was passing out promotional stickers for the Valve Deckard, supposedly coming out on February 14th, which was yesterday. So happy Valentine's Day to whoever spent the last two months on an elaborate inside joke that fewer than 16,000 people on the entire planet could possibly understand. But what you must understand is how important it is that you come back on Tuesday for more gaming news. What if something happens to your favorite game and you're forced to consider starting one of the 300 unplayed games you own? I don't want to know.